Last weekend, Jesus gave us the parable of a landowner who went out at very unusual hours of the day to call people to work in his vineyard, ranging from dawn to 5 p.m. The landowner, of course, was God. The vineyard, his kingdom on earth. And the different hours represented the different stages of life from youth to old age, where people responded to the grace to serve. Jesus used the story to drive home the point. It does not matter at what stage in life one responds to the grace to serve in the kingdom, but that one does respond. And to make things interesting, Jesus turned the process of paying the workers upside down. Those called later in life were paid first. And those who started early in life were not only paid last, but the same amount. Well, the early workers were infuriated. This was unfair of the landowner. And Jesus described them as grumbling against the landowner, meaning they grumbled against God. We saw that the Greek word for grumble means to utter secret and sullen discontent. Are there times when we utter secret and sullen discontent against God? When we accuse God of being unfair? Grumbling, uttering secret and sullen discontent reveals a failure to love others and the work they do regardless of their age. Worst of all, it reveals a failure to love God as God is, preferring instead the God of our imagination, the God who just happens to agree with our personal standards. Today's gospel takes the theme of last week's as its foundation. Now, our reading follows right on the heels of Jesus cleansing the temple where the merchants were doing a brisk business. And the chief priests and elders of the people came up to Jesus and demanded an answer. Yo, you explain yourself. What the heck are you doing? Give some reasons behind your behavior. Now, Jesus was willing to answer their question, but first he wanted them to answer his question. The baptism of John, Jesus asked, whence was it? From heaven or from men? Referring to John the Baptist. Now they knew if they said from heaven, well, Jesus could say, well, then why didn't you believe him? If they said from man, they knew they would have lost the respect of the people who had responded to the grace to perceive that John was indeed a prophet sent by God. And so in their hardness of heart, which is always the result of rejecting grace, the chief priests and elders of the people refused to answer. Jesus, however, would not give up on them. He doesn't give up on anyone. He presented the chief priests and elders of the people a very simple story about two sons who were asked by their father to work in his vineyard. One said, no, but changed his mind and did. 
The other put on all the airs of obedience. Oh, yes, sir. But he didn't. Jesus then tricked the chief priests and the elders into revealing their hearts to themselves and to everyone else by asking them which son did the Father's will. Now sometimes we need to see ourselves as we really are by having all of our illusions stripped away from us. And God is very good at doing that. And they correctly answered, well, the first son, who disobeyed but repented and went to work in the vineyard, fulfilled his father's will. They sprung the trap on themselves. They could not escape from the conclusion that they were like the second son. They had put on all the airs of obedience and religious piety for public consumption among their peer group and those beneath them. They did it so well that they were convinced of their own righteousness and superiority over others. In reality, they were disobedient. Of all people, they should have responded to the grace to see that John the Baptist was a prophet sent by God and therefore be open to the mystery of Christ revealing himself. They stood on the foundation of the scriptures and centuries of religious scholarship. But they didn't respond to the grace they were given, which is why, said Jesus, tax collectors and prostitutes, the two most despised groups of that era, would enter the kingdom of God before them because they believed in John's message. They repented. And in doing so, they opened themselves to the grace to receive the good news that Jesus came to offer. And by the way, who was one of those tax collectors? If you get this run right, don't put anything in the collection basket. Matthew, the author of our gospel text. He was a tax collector. The chief priests and elders, because of all their education and high social status, should have been able to see that John was a prophet. They should have been the first to bring all their wisdom to bear and see the need for repentance, but they didn't. Now this is a warning for everyone who calls himself or herself a Christian, and I don't give a hoot which church you belong to. For some, religion is embraced as an interior journey of enlightenment and ever-deepening relationship with Christ to become all that one was created to be. This is the fruit of grace which leads to eternal life. For some, the mechanics of religion, devotionals, memorizing scripture verses, church work, attending religious services, having religious conversations, are ways of keeping up the pretense of having a relationship with Christ, but all the while avoiding an ongoing conversion of heart that a genuine relationship with Christ always seeks from us. 
This is ultimately a rejection of grace and leads to eternal death.